A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. If you haven't been thinking about the carbon market, you might want to start because big buyers are turning toward a zero-carbon supply chain. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. One of these companies is Nestle, and Nestle is one of the largest dairy buyers in the world. Dan Peerless leads sustainable sourcing at Nestle. He shares why net zero carbon is a priority and how they are starting this investment in their own supply chain. It is a a decades-long path that we've laid out for us. Um, And a lot of that success of reaching net zero is going to come from the farmers and the industry discovering their own solutions and producing a low-carbon product. In the short term, though, we're kicking things, we're kickstarting by investing in farms in our supply chain. And this is direct investment, so this could be, uh, but it is whatever the farmer or the co-op or, or whoever we're speaking to has determined is the best solution, the most economic, the most reliable, safe, you know, uh, whatever the, they're comfortable with. So uh, we get those proposals from the ground up. Um, and we're, we're saying we have uh, investment, we have a need, but we don't have the solution, or we're not going to tell you what the solution is. We want that proposal to come to us. And this is an opportunity for the farmers to bridge this gap between right now, where you know a lot of them have been working on um, efficiency, you know, profitability, which is absolutely great. Uh, and we never want that to stop for the farmers, but focusing on how to get more milk per cow um, and now focusing on how to reduce carbon. So that bridge, eventually they're going to sell low or zero carbon milk to Nestle, and we're going to pay the fair price for that. But, but in the meantime, they need to discover um, new ways of working that reduce the carbon footprint. Um, and, uh, you know, the first movers always take a little bit of risk in terms of this investment. We're not asking them to to do anything that would uh, threaten their production productivity, but the cost of implementing practices that may not increase the farm yield uh, shouldn't be borne by them alone. And so this is where we come in with our, you know, our our concept. It's not charity, I say that a lot, but it's an investment in low-carbon milk and enabling farmers to produce it. And remind us just how much money that investment is. Well, we've had a lot of projects kicked off over the past year when we started this, but the initial pool was three point about three and a half billion dollars. And I couldn't tell you how much of that's been dedicated so far, but there's still a lot of room to go. Also, too, remind us the scale of uh, your purchasing power and why dairy is the focus here. More than 70% of our greenhouse gas footprint comes from the ingredients that become Nestle Foods. The rest of that could be our offices, our production facilities, transportation, all those sorts of things. But you know, the vast majority of our footprint comes from the farms and, uh, and crops and activities that grow the ingredients. And we don't control those. Uh, we don't want to control those. We want uh, the farmers to provide the great, you know, reliable, safe, affordable foods they've always uh, sold us. Um, dairy is about half of that. So, so half of that 70% or, you know, over a third of our total footprint is from the dairy ingredients that we buy from 
farmers and co-ops and suppliers. So farmers wanted to know how they could get a piece of that action. We know who we buy from. We don't know who those suppliers source their milk from. So uh, we don't, you know, have a list of farmers all around the world that provide our milk. And we don't, we don't need that. The suppliers, the co-ops, or whoever you know, sells us our cheese and powder and whey and, and sometimes fresh milk, um, they are our first stop along this journey. We go to them and say, we need to reduce our footprints. We want to work with you to do so. We need you to talk to your farmers and see what opportunities exist and come back to us with proposals, with ideas. Yeah, And this is a one-time investment. This is a big project. It is. I can't absolutely say it's a one-time investment because that decision isn't mine to make. But um, my hope is that this will help the transition to that point where we will then be able to buy milk which has a low carbon score attached to it. And so instead of investing in a, a digester or a cover crop or something that's going to get us you know, 10,000 tons of carbon reduction, we can simply look to the suppliers, the U.S. suppliers that are producing you know, the ingredients we need and see that there's a lower carbon uh, score attached to it and that's where we'll go to source. Is it fair to say then that the value that Nestle is getting out of this is not money related? So at this point in time, I I would say it's not an economic return, but it's a very important return. It's an important return to us in terms of our responsibility to the world and our responsibility to deliver what our our consumers are looking for. And they are looking for products which they can feel good, continue to feel good buying, products which will have minimal impact and hopefully uh, eventually zero impact on you know, climate change and on, on other um, environmental, social uh, types of concerns. But yeah. uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a big benefit for us, but we see this as a partnership with farmers in the dairy industry um, because if they do well, we do well. Uh, are, you know, if they perform, and it doesn't matter if they sell to anybody, if, if they produce, uh, a, produce a product that consumers feel good about, uh, it helps Nestle and it helps everybody. More companies are starting to take that approach. Is that why you recommend then, if you're not thinking about producing zero carbon milk, start thinking about it now? Because that's the direction the industry is going. Absolutely. Um, And as the other speakers here also indicated, you know, sustainability changes, uh, it expands, it, you know, evolves over time, but it absolutely does not go away. And it does not become less important or less significant in the minds of consumers. Um, So, yes, that is, you know, among the reasons that Nestle is so focused on it because we want to deliver, we want to do good in our own operations and we want to deliver what the customers want. Um, and the, you know, farms are, we, we say, you know, we talk often how far removed from farms the consumers are. They, you know, don't really understand where their food comes from. But the reverse can be true. Our farms are very far removed from our consumers. Um, and so, you know, bridging, you know, uh, ex- showing how important this is and how this is going to just grow as a as a priority for consumers and really getting our farmers to understand that i think is extremely important and, and beneficial we're just dipping our toes in and you likened uh the idea of carbon credits to the wild west as something we're all kind of learning together as an industry will nestle purchase carbon credits what is the outlook there so i you know anything goes what 
we if if Nestle ever purchases carbon credits, it would be because there is a reduction in its supply chain that was turned into a credit that we purchased. But we're not going to purchase credits uh, completely unrelated to agriculture or to the ingredients we source. Um, other companies may do so, uh, a transportation company, a technology company, they may not be able to reduce their footprints, and so they buy these things called offsets, which are uh, carbon credits that come from something completely unrelated to the activity they do. We want to stay, we see a huge opportunity in agriculture and our ingredient supply chain to deliver these solutions that we need. We're going to stay within our supply chain and, uh, and not look to, you know, uh, to buy carbon reductions that have nothing to do with what we do. We, we see the opportunity and the responsibility to stay with the parts of the world um, that Nestle touches through its activities. Yeah, And you aren't necessarily telling farmers whether or not to get involved in the carbon market, but you are kind of giving a cautionary message from your perspective. Uh, for example, be careful if you're thinking about signing a 20-year contract. Right. So the, the thing about carbon is once you turn it into a credit, it, can mo it moves with the credit. And so if a dairy farmer reduces his footprint through you know, great performance and, and some activities and then sells that reduction to Microsoft, then that reduction doesn't stay with the milk. And so the milk, in essence, has exactly the same carbon footprint as it did before. If it has exactly the same footprint as it did before, then dairy as an industry hasn't progressed and the footprint of the customers that buy that milk hasn't uh, dropped either. So it's important to understand the implications, the long-term implications of selling carbon credits outside of agriculture um, because we might save or farmers might save an entire different industry at the cost of their own reputations. Uh, even though they're ex you know, performing extremely well, it might look on paper like they didn't do anything. And that would be a shame. Yeah, bringing that full circle, if there are purchasers that are moving that direction where they want to buy net zero milk, but your milk is no longer net zero, that's where it would pose an issue. Yeah, so if we just have to be careful. Just, I, I just tell the farmers to think about the, the implications of, you know, if the industry moves or the consumer mindset moves so far that everybody wants net zero milk. If you sell those carbon credits, you will not be able to deliver net zero milk and it may be harder to sell your milk. Uh, a lot harder to sell your milk than it is to sell your carbon. And then what are you really doing? Are you a dairy farmer or are you a carbon farmer? And you know, milk is just the byproduct of of farming carbon. And there you have it from Dan Peerless. He's Nestle's leader in sustainable sourcing. Nestle is investing in its supply chain to reach a net zero carbon footprint. They are reaching out to the cooperatives they buy from about the dollars that are still available to make on-farm adjustments in order to reduce carbon. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.